is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The Transparent Truth. Ha <laughs> ha. Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Five Star Friday. And guess what? I'm rolling solo today. Do not have my man Greg Biggins in the building. Do not have him on the line. I'm rocking this boat solo. So ride with me. Yes, we have one of the top players in the nation coming on the Transparent Truth. You're not going to want to miss it. But before we get to that, we have to remind everybody that on this here show, every week, we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, now we want to bring in five-star linebacker, defensive end, overall athlete, uh, I'm a receiver, tight end, up out of Seattle Garfield High School um, in the Seattle area, Mr. Savelle Smalls. Biggie, what's up? Man, thanks for having me on, Coach. Appreciate it. I appreciate you for jumping on the Transparent Truth this morning. It's Five Star Friday. And uh, on Five Star Friday, we always try to bring our our listeners a, uh, a very highly recruited or highly respectable person. So you're the guy this week, Savelle Smalls, again, about a Garfield High School in Seattle. Savelle, we've known each other for a few years, but for the people who don't know you, Let's take it back to the beginning and let's talk a little bit about your story because you have an interesting story um, and it starts on the on the gridiron but also starts on the hardwood. So take us back to when you were six years old, Seville. Um, how'd you get started playing ball and where'd you play at? Yeah, so I started hooping at Rodeo Boys and Girls Club up on 19th Street, up here in Seattle. So I started playing basketball when I was five. <clears throat> and a year later, I started playing for the CD Panthers when I was six. And so I've been playing football ever since. I started off as an old lineman. My first year I played old line, and then my second year, I remember I was like, "Man, can I run the ball one time?" <clears throat> I was like, "Man, yeah, I thought for that." <laughs> so I ran the ball and passed. My coach was like, "Okay, yeah, you moving good." So then I started transitioning more to like running back and tight end. Kept playing, and then like eighth grade, <clears throat> man, excuse me, in eighth grade, uh, my parents were worried about recruiting all that. Talking like NCSA and stuff like that, all these recruiting sites. Yeah. It's worried about <clears throat> all the looks I'm getting. And I was like, nah, I don't worry about that. So, freshman year, I broke out, I had like 17 sacks. Uh, got an offer from Washington after the season, sophomore year, did my thing, you know, junior year, did my thing. So, that was year. 
Yeah, no question about it. Let's talk about when you were younger, though. Um, so you weren't always the guy on the team. Because I know in this day and age, Seville, uh, people put a lot of stock into who's the best seven-year-old in the country, who's the fastest nine-year-old in the country, or who has the most touchdowns. Um, yeah. So you weren't never that guy. What kind of kept you motivated throughout the process of kind of your youth career? Um that, that kept you what kept you motivated and how did you know that you or did you know that you were going to develop into what you are now I mean this is my love for football like I've always loved the game like I was trying to play all three four years old so I wasn't worried about being the guy like I always knew like I always had confidence in my confidence in myself what I have to do like, I remember like I always see nobody better in the state than me nobody better in the country than me like I never need anybody's validation anybody's confidence or anybody to say anything about me. I had it in myself. I didn't have to prove it to nobody. I just knew some of my love for the game, you know. I just kept playing. I just this is what I did. Like it's it just intrigued me. I, I have a lot of fun with it. So I just always kept playing. You know, I just kept kept working. Yeah, there's no question about that. You're 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 a big time worker. I think the country knows that by now. Let's move along to kind of like your middle school years. So at this point in time you're a you're a pretty legit basketball player correct in kind of in middle school you were pretty yeah. known throughout the Pacific Northwest probably throughout the western region as being one of the top basketball players what would you love about basketball uh, basketball I don't know it was fun you know but down the court uh, you could talk a lot more stuff uh, it's kind of more competitive because you're going one on one with somebody all the time it's looking for team sport like you know it's more individual yeah Man, I'm sorry. But, uh, he has more individual, so being out there hooping, you know, really going against one on one against somebody, trying to see if you could take him to the rag, trying to see if you could hit that jumper over him. It was real fun. Hey, I just love to compete. Like, it's a real competitive sport, so I love to get out there and compete and uh, impose my will on somebody else. So, when did you stop playing basketball? I and mean, it sounds like you loved it. It sounds like, you know, you had a great time playing kind of as a kid and as a middle schooler. When did you stop playing? Um, to, to kind of focus on football. Yeah, I stopped playing eighth grade because you know I guess my parents were worried about recruiting all that, so we had to talk. It was like, yeah, we need to focus on football. That's why I started training eighth grade. It was like January of my eighth grade year. I stopped playing, put the, put the hoop shoes down, and started focusing on training and getting ready for my freshman football season. Yeah, in eighth grade, that's when uh, my colleague Trent Herzog first found you on a on a basketball court, and uh, he yeah. couldn't believe your size and your athleticism for a kid that young. Fast forward, you chose to go to Seattle Garfield. You have some history there, or I guess your family does. Won't you talk a little bit about um, that history and why you chose to go to Garfield High School? Yeah, so my family bleeds purple. Uh, I got uncles who went there, cousins, <clears throat> aunts, my, both my parents went there, my grandma went there, so like, I got a lot of history in that school. Uh, my uncle won a state uh, championship in basketball there, so it really go way back, like like 50 years, 60 years of, of Garfield, so it's really a legacy. And uh, it, it got, it's a rich school, history-wise, like there's a lot of dudes who came out of it, Brandon Roy, uh, there's a whole bunch of dudes, uh, Tony Rowan, uh, Valentino Coleman, uh, dudes in the NFL. So <clears throat> it's just, uh, I'd be honored, really, because people will be putting my name in the conversation. Uh, best athlete come out of Garfield. Uh, it could be all this and that. So I'd be honored because that's a, that's a long list of dudes who've been pretty successful. 
No question about it. So you talked about your freshman year. You came out 17 sacks right out the gate. You were pretty much lit up the varsity field. But let's move along to your sophomore year. You had a matchup with um, Nathan Kalepo, a, a pretty re- well-respected Western Region offensive tackle who ended up signing with University of Washington. You're a sophomore yeah. at the time. He's a junior at the time. And uh, tell me about that game and tell me about what happened in you guys' battle. Oh, yeah. So – just put it out there. We, I ended up losing the game team wise, but uh, yeah, I dominated that battle. Like I had like three sacks. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> uh, had a whole bunch of tackles. He couldn't match up with my speed, and that's what the plan was going into it: make him move his feet, make him move back, because he can't move back faster than I can run forward. So I was the plan, and it worked. And then I ended up like in third quarter, turning my speed to power, so I hit him with a long guard, put him on the butt. Yeah, he, he was hurt for the rest of the game. So, yeah, I was in hell all game. You know, he gave me more respect after the game. But that's not my guy, though. But before that, he had, he had talked a lot of stuff. He talked a lot of stuff. That I was overrated all that. So, I had to show him after the game. He gave me my props on Twitter. You know, we've been cool ever since. Yeah, I mean, that's what competition's all about. But I think that time, at that time, like your sophomore year, that was your launching pad nationally. Uh, I think that's when your name was starting to – be in the ears of people across the nation just in terms of, uh, you know, this guy could be the number one player in the class one day. You know, people yeah. felt like you were that special just in terms of your tenacity, um, your frame, your size, uh, your ability, your football IQ, your ability around the football to make plays. So let's move on to your junior year. And out the gate, Seville, you lit up the football field on the opposite side of the football. Talk about kind of your offensive prowess and production this past year. Yeah, uh, it was a little crazy. First game, we played 15. That was cool. I, I had a touchdown. <clears throat> I had one touchdown. And I sound like the, the second half, so I didn't play much. The second game, we come back, we play uh, Central Valley out of Spokane, Washington. And we played like Seattle Warner Stadium. I had like 200 yards just out the gate, like 200 yards. Uh, I think like two touchdowns. It was crazy. Then we played Bellevue. I think we had probably like 100 yards, a touchdown. Then we played uh, Seattle Prep. I had like 150 yards, three touchdowns. And the fifth game, we played Rainy Beach, and I didn't get hurt that game. So I was out for the rest of the season. But yeah, I definitely came out blazing on offense. So. Yeah, there's no doubt. You came out hot as a firecracker, and the highlights are phenomenal from those games. So let's talk a little. I don't. I don't want to harp on the injury, but can you tell us uh, or tell our fans a little bit about what happened with your injury and, and what it was diagnosed as? Yeah, so basically it was like a, just a free accident. I was coming down, playing my foot. Yeah, I got hit late after the play. <clears throat> they threw the flag, everything, and then I walked up. Started playing for the rest of the game, but then after that, I was like, nah, man, I couldn't even walk. Couldn't get out of bed. It took me five minutes to get to the bathroom. I woke up, yeah, you know, went to my doctor, and eventually it was a grade two PCL sprain, grade one MCL sprain. So I had to nurse that. I had to do PT for for three months. It really showed me what I was about. It really showed me if I was tough as I thought it was. Man, it was a tough little journey, but now I'm back and actually getting to it. So. 
Yeah, for sure. Rehab is is no joke. Rehab is is harder than training sometimes. No, uh, it really is. No, it really is. I've been there before. I had an eight month recon- shoulder reconstructive uh, rehab that was no joke. Um, oh, yeah, you but, was going through it. Oh man, went through it for real. It will test your mentals and your cycles for for sure. But let's get back to you, Savelle. So. Tell us a little bit about the knee now. Where are you at with it? How do you feel? What percentage are you? Um, do you feel like you're going to get right back on the gridiron this next season and be the same Seville you were last year? Or will you take a step back because of the knee? Or will you be better because of uh, your rehab and your training? Oh, yeah. My knee my is definitely fine. I'm out here playing 7-on-7, seven seven, moving around, and doing even more things I've never did before. Like, I've never really dropped in coverage. I've never matched up man-to-man against anybody or drop back in the zone. So, coming straight after into the hop straight into that, and I feel like I'm doing real good at that so far. <clears throat> and co- coming for the season, like, I'm going to definitely be way better. Like, coming to SSP, where I trained out with Tracy Park <laughs> and a bunch of other guys that gave me right to make sure everything I need, everything that I'm bad at, I'm working on as hard as possible, getting right. So, I'm going to definitely come back and be a, a way better staff. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be different. And I believe I took my shoulder now because it took the game from me. That dude, I know his name and everything. I'm not going to make it personal with him, but I know he took the game from me for the first time I ever missed any games ever in my career due to, like, any type of injury or something like that. I've only missed, like, a couple games my whole career. So, and that was due to, like, being actually sick. So, that's something I wasn't used to. He took the game from me. Uh... I guess I'm not as respected as I said, as I think I should be. So I got a lot to prove to a lot of people, but I'm ready for it. Like I, I like all the pressure, I like all the smoke. Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna show them how tough I am. Yeah, no question about it. You, you said you feel a little disrespected. Um, you are in the top ten players in America, right? And there are probably a million kids who wish they were in your position. So when you say you feel disrespected, what do you mean by that? I mean. One, like, if we're going to speak on it, like, film-wise, I think my film's, like, some of the best in the country. Like, you don't really see any film when dudes aren't selling at receiver and excelling at DN and then excelling going to middle linebacker for a couple plays and making plays in the backfield and and then just doing all the stuff I did. Like, you don't really, like, you might see a couple, but, like, I don't really think anybody's film is like mine. But just the fact that I'm dropping in any type of rankings or dropping respect-wise or how good I am my game, I feel like that's a disrespectful. Because, like I said, I've always thought, there's no way in country better than me. So, if people don't think that, then, you know, I think it's a little disrespect. But that's just how I am. Well, you know, that it's a good thing to always keep that hunger and to keep that chip on your shoulder. But I'm sure you're going to have chances to prove just how good you are kind of as this offseason moves along. Are you going to be tending the uh, NorCal opening? Yeah, I got that one. Okay, and that's, I believe, in May. So, uh, you know, it sounds like the knee is is healthy. It sounds like you're moving well. You're playing seven on seven FSP. Will you guys be in Las Vegas this weekend for the Pylon seven on seven? Yes, sir. What position will you be playing? Uh, Mike linebacker, Will linebacker. And how have you been performing there as of late? Since uh, you know normally you're 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 kind of an outside backer or a defensive end or even a tight end or receiver, but Mike linebacker, you don't have a ton of experience there. You do have a little bit. But how's that transition for you uh, for seven on seven? It's definitely been good because, like I said, Tracy been getting me right, so got straight into the lab with him ever since I've been back and he been working on my drops and all that stuff and, and how to how to flip my hips and just get my hips right. And then you know I know I still have a high football IQ. I know the playbook. 
and I just know how to, how to play football. I'm moving around. So, you know, with both of those combined, it's been real good. You got this shit pass on Sunday, really, yeah, on Sunday. I got to take the championship game, you know, I was, I was balling out, so, you know, and most importantly, I was bringing my team with me, like, I was hyping the team up, we was getting ready, we was getting wild, we were all each other's back, so, hopefully, we got that momentum going to Vegas, we're going to keep that, and, you know, hopefully another championship. Yeah, no question about it. Um... I can't have a five-star player on my show without talking a little bit of recruiting. Normally, this is Greg's role, but let's talk a little bit about it. You just dropped a top 12, right? You just yeah. dropped a top 12. Um, do you want to – I'm not going to ask you to name off those schools. Let's just talk about um, the schools here kind of in the – on the West Coast. Let's talk about the schools okay. on the West Coast. Let's do that first, right? So you talk about the West Coast of the country. You can include Texas in that, the state of Texas. Who are the schools okay. on the West Coast that you're looking at? So you ask Washington, you Oregon. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Texas, Texas A&M, and Washington State. That's the five schools from the Western region. On my top 12, <clears throat> uh, Washington was on there because that's the home school, of course. That was my first offer. Coach Pete and Coach K, Coach Malone, all of them, they develop guys like no other. Like, like if you look at the numbers, they turn two, three guys into NFL mm-hmm. draft picks. So they do like no other. Uh, Oregon, I love the Coach Cristobal build over there. I've said it before. I like how he has an SEC spice to a pastoral program. And uh, he just brings a different vibe to that, to that culture. Like, he brings some physicality to him, which Oregon never really had. You know, they've always, always been finesse and speed. So it's interesting what he's doing over there. Of course, Tyler Bay is one of the best D-line coaches as well, in my opinion. Like Washington State, Washington State offered me for anything. So they said I could come play offense, come play defense, you know, really be like the man on the Palouse. So that would be crazy. Uh, Texas, I love what Coach Herman's building. He really turned Texas around quick. He got everybody thinking they back. So we're going to see what he does this past season. But it's exciting. I'm, I'm waiting to see. And Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo came down off me. It, it was late. But, you know, he just let me know how it was. Let me know that I'm one of their top priorities already. He would have fly out all the way to the West Coast to see me if I wasn't. Let me know how he would, how I'd be used, how he used me all these different ways. And, you know, he definitely showed it good. So that's why I texted him and made it on there. Very cool. That sounds like a great list. And there's seven other schools. And I know recruiting can be a big headache. Are you looking at it as a, as a big headache? Or do you feel like um, it's more of a big blessing and a big opportunity for you? I mean, yeah, it's definitely a big blessing. Uh, sometimes it can see a little annoying, you know, because we hitting you up, and you going crazy, all that. But then, really, I think, like, who gets to go through this? Like like you said before, like, there's probably a million other kids who want to go through this. So, you know, I'm just blessed to be in a situation like and It is fun, too, sometimes, or most of the time. It is real fun. So I'm just enjoying it, and hopefully soon I'll be able to find out who the best spot going to be for me for the next few years. No question about it. Well, Savelle, I'm going to bring this baby to a close. I know you got things to do. It was great to have you on the show, Biggie. It's been a while since uh, I saw you. And, uh, you know, you were around when I first started the Transparent Truth. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you were. (laughs) That's right. We took over the airplane from Birmingham all the way to to LAX. That's right. But uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for jumping on the show, being our Five Star Friday guest. For all of our fans and listeners out there, one of the top players in America, both sides of the ball, an absolute phenomenal athlete who can make plays, whether it be in tight situations or um, in space, 
I mean, this kid can do it all uh, outside, inside, offense, defense, above the rim, below the rim. The kid can just go. And um, he sounds like he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and we will find out what he does with that chip as we move forward through the offseason to the opening into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Elite Academy in Canton, Ohio in July. Savvy, appreciate you, big dog. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Coach. Have a good one. No doubt. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Savelle Small, Seattle Garfield, five-star linebacker here on The Transparent Truth. All right, we appreciate you guys for joining us here on The Transparent Truth. Check back with us next week as we recap Pylon 7-on-7 tournament. They got a zillion and one 7-on-7 teams in T-shirts and shorts, and uh, they're going to go out there and play some street football. Good for you guys. Have a great time. We're going to be recapping it on Wednesday. The Transparent Truth. Tell your friends about us. But until then, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.